0: This is episode number 20 of the High Impact Leaders Podcast, your shortcut to personal growth and career success. Hey, welcome to episode number 20 of High Impact Leaders. I'm Doug Stander, CEO of the Leaders Institute, and this is the podcast that helps people just like you acquired leadership and management skills to improve your careers and facilitate dynamic growth in your business. On this episode, I'm going to share with you a simple three-step process to help you position yourself as the expert within your industry. So this process works phenomenally well, by the way, if you're an entrepreneur. I mean, I, I've been using the same technique for years and years and years. Um, you can also use the this technique though if you work for a big company or actually any size company really, and you want to increase your standing within that organization, i.e., if you want to get promoted, get a raise. Uh, you know, the more of an expert that you, the the more of the expert that you are in that industry, the more invaluable you are to your organization, your company or your customers. And, and that's really uh, what this technique or these, this three step process really helps you generate. So the episode is brought to you by the Leaders Institute. And if if you're not familiar with the Leaders Institute, um, the, the Leaders Institute is an organization that helps individuals and companies improve what we call soft skills. So one of the biggest lies that we tell, we've told really generations of, of children over the last few decades is that success primarily comes from formal education. Basically, we tell them, go to school, get a degree. The more degrees that you get, the more success that that you're going to have, right? In reality, though, the education is really just the ticket to get into the game. Knowledge, it by itself isn't power. We talk if knowledge is power, but in reality, knowledge, in and of itself, isn't isn't power. It's the application of knowledge. That's where a person's power comes from. So when somebody has information and they can inspire and motivate others, then they succeed at a much higher rate. You know, all, the, all other things being equal, you got two people with the same degree, same education, education level, same background, the people that have the best, the one of those two anyway that has the best soft skills, the one that can communicate more effectively, can resolve challenges more effectively, um, is easier to deal with, easier to work with, has less of a, 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 that can motivate and inspire people. Those are the things that we look for or when all the other things are, 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 are kind of the same, right? So in, in the post-COVID world, by the way, we're seeing a new success marker. So this is something that has always been there, but it's becoming more and more important, in, especially in the last few months. Companies and customers to those companies are really looking for leaders who can adapt to change at a in a fast-paced environment. They're looking for folks that... See what's going on, and they can make adaptations to um, to have a more positive result. And when and and basically, the reason I'm kind of bringing this up right at the beginning of the podcast is that these are the things that the Leaders Institute really specializes in. I mean, we help leaders and potential leaders develop skills that allow them to motivate their team more effectively, to problem solve more effectively, increase creativity, build teamwork, all those things. So if you're looking for a way to motivate your team or train your employees to be more autonomous, to be more successful, go to the Leaders Institute website, leadersinstitute.com, leader plural, leadersinstitute.com, and just complete the I'd like more information form uh, on on the homepage, and one of our instructors will follow up with you. All right, so let's get on with today's topic. So my topic today is how to position yourself as being the what I call the go-to expert in your industry. I mean, if you if you can rephrase this, you know how you, how to position yourself as the expert in your industry. Um, but if you if you really want to do that, if you want to become that go-to expert in your industry, one of the easiest ways to drive prospective clients and customers to your business is to become that expert in your field. In fact, the term expert really carries credibility. It, it carries prestige that can open many doors for you. And oddly enough, I mean, the term is relatively easy to acquire. You know, it's really, it's fairly easy to be seen as an expert. And in fact, we've honed it down to a really simple three-step process that that can help you quickly and easily set yourself up as the, as that go-to expert in your industry. So, I'm going to give you the three steps. And, and like I said, they're very, very simple. They're not easy. I, I think I said easy, but actually they're, it's simple, but it does take quite a bit of work to do these. But if you do these three things consistently over and over and over again, you i mean you'll be shocked at how the the world sees you differently and how the people in your industry see you differently and how your coworkers see you differently and how your employees see you differently so let's kind of go through the the three steps and i'm going to go through each one of them in a little bit more detail so step number 1 is you you really want to determine a specific niche or niche and then position yourself as the expert in that niche. In that niche, right? Um, so once you kind of figure out, it's it's really difficult to be an expert in a in a very global kind of way. But if you pick a specific niche it's much easier to position yourself as the expert in that niche. Now, once you kind of figure out what specialty, what you want to specialize in, then you want to get really good at writing about that niche, right? Your, your specific of area expertise. You want to write articles, write blog posts, that kind of thing. And then the third thing that you want to do is you want to look for opportunities to speak about this specialty uh, because the person who is able to present on on a topic is automatically seen as the expert. So I give you the background of how uh, how I figured this out and how this is really one of the things that helped me build the Leaders Institute into, uh, you know, a multi-multi-multi-million dollar a year revenue company, right? Um, I, this is, it started about 20 years or so ago. I The first eh, two years or so that I was in business and leadership, I, I uh, I, I had I was kind of struggling I guess is probably the best way to say it I mean it's a brand new company and and the reason why by the way the leaders institute is called the leaders institute is that in the beginning I was trying to teach leadership training to everyone I mean I, I found some really simple things that you could do in soft skills and um, and since anybody in any industry at any level with any organization could spe- could um, benefit from the the skills that I was teaching, I figured I would just open it up to the entire world. Right. And, and, and since I was really good at promoting and marketing, it's always been one of the things that, that I kind of, um, um, kind of Excel in, I was able to generate some customers and, but in all fairness, the, the growth was pretty slow in those early years. And then by accident, really, I, 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 I create, I built an, an expertise in a single certain specific area, and the way that this happened was one of my clients was a commercial builder you know, the guys that build you know big skyscrapers in downtown cities and um, and he introduced me to the local associated builders and contractors, which is it 's an association of other builders. They had me speak at their um, their monthly meetings and that kind of thing and after and, and that I ended up teaching classes for that association for probably two or three years. They 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 said, oh man, Doug's leadership is so good; it can really help the specific things that our industry is is kind of struggling with." And so I ended up teaching probably 12, 15 or so um, uh, leadership classes in that industry for the first couple of years that I was that I was in business and. After the first year or so, I became known as like the leadership coach, right? That for the construction industry. So anybody in that particular anybody that was building skyscrapers, if they were having challenges with personnel, or um, morale was down, or they needed to inst- instill better teamwork or any of that kind of stuff, they said, ah, man, you need to call Doug. He's the expert at, at that kind. And the word kind of spread within that industry very very quickly, especially on the local level. And as a result, the Leaders Institute was born. Um, so uh, it's one of those things that uh, sometimes our, our success kind of happens as a result of hard work and then just a, a, a serendipitous accident. But that that process or, or what I kind of did in those early stages, I was able to, once I saw it happening in that particular industry, I was able to replicate that in other industries and replicate that in, in other places. And so like, for instance, um, over the last 20 years or so, I've done leadership training, presentation skills training, team building work for like over 400 of the Fortune 500 companies. And, um, and it happened one kind of niche at a time, Like <laughs> it happened just a little bit at a time. And, uh, and anyway, so, and you can do the same thing, by the way. So you don't have to limit your growth. You just kind of do the things that I'm kind of sharing with you here. So let's go into more detail about each of those three things that I talked about. So step one is to determine a specific niche and then position yourself as the expert of that of that niche or of that niche right so um it, it it's easier to be perceived as an authority in a, a niche you know a, a smaller group you know it's 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 easier to be a big fish in a small pond right it's it's much easier to do that and there's actually more success in it as well so instead of trying to be everything to everybody you want to narrow down your focus to the things that you're really, really good at. Um, I, I, I kind of told you my example earlier, but I, I'll give you an example of a friend of mine. This was actually one of my trainers. When I was studying to be a, a, a leadership coach and leadership teacher, this was one of the guys that was, that was my mentor. And I kind of lost touch with him after uh, he trained me. And I don't know, five or six years later, we kind of crossed paths again and I asked him what he was doing. And, and he said, well, I'm, uh, I'm, the, I'm uh, a, a leadership specialist for water treatment facilities. (laughs) And and when he said that, I was like, good God, is there any money in that? You know, because at the time I was still trying to do everything to everybody, right? And he smiled and he said, you know, every city's got one of those, Doug, and I'm the only leadership expert in the field in the country, right? So basically, in the entire United States, he was the only leadership guy, good guy that teaches leadership training, that would go out to the city water treatment systems, and every city has one, right? And he was he was kind of a specialist. He knew the industry very very well. He was frequently quoted in the trade journals, and he he spoke at their their um, conventions and all that kind of stuff. So he was seen as the as the expert. Um, when for to again that was years ago but something a little bit more recent when when covid-19 first hit many of the cities and companies were were really shutting down and a law firm that my company had previously done a lot of work with wanted us to develop a a virtual team building activity for them and you know and for the last i don't know 15 years or so 10 12 years or so we've specialized in doing really elaborate high energy team building activities that are that are it's they're they're the kind of events that are um that are so memorable you know you you kind of folks go to these things and they go whoa that was really awesome i'm glad we we did that and recreating that same type of of emotional impact in a in a zoom meeting a virtual a virtual meeting seemed impossible really a, a few weeks ago even a few months ago um, but I, 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 my team and I, we worked for weeks creating a, a number of different options and we delivered the first one of those about, I don't know, maybe two months or so ago. And it worked so well that we've done dozens of these things since then. And in fact, 90% of the, the, uh, virtual team building activities that we've done have actually been for other law firms. Since that was the first industry that we went into, it kind of spread through that industry like like wildfire you know people the, the folks were were kind of talking with each other and and we ended up using the success that we'd had with with um a few of those first couple of clients as ways to get in the door to some of the the bigger clients as well so keep in mind that we're not the only company in the world that does virtual team building or virtual escape rooms however we've had a lot of success in that particular industry and we don't really have a lot of competition there right and so if you find your your niche if you find your niche you'll kind of eliminate your competition so step number 2 after you create that that niche write about that area of expertise so after you determine the area that you want to focus in what that that niche that niche is then you want to write articles to position yourself as the expert of that specialty, right? Uh, and you, all you really have to do is just to b- begin to catalog your expertise in blogs and blogs or articles, those kind of things. And by the way, the easiest way to get these articles published is just to put them on your own website. I mean, like for instance, every week, I, I write at least one, sometimes two or three, um, anywhere from 1000 to, to 2000 word articles for each of my blog websites. And as a result, my websites receive hundreds of new visitors every week just through Google searches, just from people looking for the things that i 've written about for instance um, I, I give you a good example a few weeks ago, I wrote about the personal vision statement uh, it was a, an article called a personal vision statement generator and and it would, it was designed to help people create that that vision sheet and In fact, I think it was the um, session number one of the of the podcast that I did uh, back in you know week one of the of the podcast. And so it's taken, what is it? It's been two and a half months or so, three months since I recorded that and wrote that article. Um, but if you type the term personal vision statement generator into Google, then I'm often going to show up that that particular blog post is often going to show up either at number one, number two, number three, one of those areas. And 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 it may just be temporary, but over the last month, I think we we're averaging about 500 people every week coming onto that page and actually uh, creating a personal vision statement using that thing. Um, so it, it really is a matter of having the discipline to kind of write the the content and kind of take your expertise and put it into words. Um, now there's lots of different organizations out there. We actually help people kind of do this um, ourselves, but the the key thing is to just get started. A lot of times, folks will say, ah, I'm just not a writer. I'm just not really good at writer. And you know what, if you're, if you think that, and the first time that you try to write a blog post, it's probably not going to be great. Right. But the second time it'll get a little bit better. And the third time it'll get a little bit better. So over time, you'll get better and better and better at these things. I, I go back and look at the blog posts that I wrote 15 years ago or 20 years ago. Yeah. Okay. They were not that great, but you know, having, having written one, every at least one, every single week for the last 20 years, anything you do that often, you're going to get really, really good at it. So, so um, I would encourage you to just kind of start the process. Um, by the way, these are a few easy places that you can post articles that you've written um, in addition to your own blog post, which is the easiest. But you can, if, if, you, if you don't have a blog, then LinkedIn is a fantastic place to post articles about your industry. And as long as the articles are informative, you know, if you're not doing blatant marketing for yourself, then you can post the articles into LinkedIn groups within your industry. Just kind of do a search and and kind of post them in there. And if if your industry uh, has an association and and your industry association has a newsletter then they are pro- they're pro they 're most probably constantly looking for new articles because uh, it 's going to be somebody on that team whose responsibility is to write something new every single month for the newsletter or however often they put up, put it out um, so if you reach out to them and offer to be a guest writer, they will probably kind of thank you profusely when, when you do that. Um, just as an, uh, as an example here, I spent 10 years as a trainer before someone, I probably out of desperation, I guess, asked me to write an article for, for her trade journal. And a few months after that, another editor saw that article and asked if if, she, if, we, if, she could, if we could reprint it in a different um, uh, newsletter. So before long, I began to get inquiries from companies in that industry and then a snowball effect began to occur. I had a new specialty that I didn't even um, set out to do. But the more business that I did in that industry, the more of an expert that I became. You know, I, I I followed up with other articles, and and within a short period of time, I became recognized as an expert in that industry as well. And 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 I had never had any formal education in that specific industry, so it was it was kind of fun to to see that happen just because of one article that I wrote. It kind of snowballed and and took off. Now, not sure if that I mean that was fifteen years or so ago, I guess when when that first happened, and that was back when. Um, newsletters were, were like huge. I mean, everybody had their newsletters and that kind of thing. So it may, you may not get the same type of success now, but I, I suspect that if you, if you kind of put your content out there on LinkedIn and Facebook and trade journals and, and um, association websites and stuff like that, that you'll, you'll definitely be recognized and be seen as, as an expert within that industry. So step number three, this is the step that typically causes people the most anxiety, but it's just like writing. It's one of those things that once you do it, you get better at it and better at it and better at it. Um, And and again, if you need help with this, call us or email us and we can, we've got lots of different programs to help you kind of fix this one as well. But step number three is speak as often as you can. The easiest way to do this, by the way, is to start a podcast. So speak as often as you can about your topic. So when when your articles begin to get published, you know, whether that's on your own blog post or it's on LinkedIn or through trade journals or whatever it is, you'll start to receive requests to speak more often it's not going to happen overnight, but eventually you'll, you'll start to get some of those folks that will say, hmm, that's pretty good stuff. It's assuming that the stuff that you're writing is of quality, but if it is, you'll, you'll start to get folks that will request that you, that you speak. And 95% of the population has some type of nervousness about public speaking. That's why you typically get people reaching out to you that will say, Hey, can you come speak at our association or something like that? Um, So when you stand up and you say what you want to say, the way that you want to say it, you're doing what about 95% of the population wish that they could do. So when you stand up and you speak about your industry, you set yourself up as the expert on that topic. You gain instant credibility with that within that group. And, and if you're uncomfortable speaking in front of a group, make sure to to start listening to um, my other podcast, which is Fearless Presentations. You can search for it on any of the podcasting apps. Fearless Presentations, it's like I've got hundreds of different um, lessons on how to reduce public speaking fear. It's all free. Uh, and it can really help you. The more confident you are when you present your ideas, though, the more confident you're going to appear in front of a group. So you want to have that that poise, that that confidence when you present. So after you have about 10 or so articles published, you might consider starting a podcast. I mean, really, a podcast is just a, a a an audio recording of the content that you've already created. So if you've got 10 really well-written blog posts, that's 10 really well-written podcasts as well. Um so you can kind of use it that way. Um and and again, you know, with phones today, they all come with the podcast app pre-installed. So you've got a whole new audience. There are some people that like to read and they'll read the blog posts podcasts give you access to a whole new group of people that um, that that would like your 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 um, information as well. then you can either read your articles into a really good external microphone on your laptop or if you want to really gain a new skill, try recording them spontaneously based on the content of your articles so if you've written your articles really well, don't try to memorize the article, but kind of if if somebody if you pretend like you're you're uh, communicating the content that you wrote in that article to a friend that's asking you, hey, what was that article about? And kind of record them that way. And typically, they're going to sound a little bit more spontaneous, a little bit more interesting. You'll have fewer flubs and that kind of thing. But regardless of which approach that you take, the more podcasts that you record, the better you get at delivering them. So just like the writing, you do you know if you do 100 of these things, you'll gain confidence episode after episode you also begin to attract an audience that has always perceived you as being that go-to expert in the industry. So if somebody's listened to your, your you know 10 podcasts or 20 podcasts or 30 episodes of your podcast, all they've ever known you as is the expert. So um, it, it's a really good way to kind of establish credibility in your marketplace. So basically you just follow those three simple steps you know, basically, you you come up with a niche or a niche that that uh, that you can you know become that that big fish in the in the small pond. Then start writing about your content and or about your expertise, and then record it on podcast or go out and speak to live groups. You do those three things, you're going to be seen as the expert in your industry. Hey, so thanks a lot for being a part of High Impact Leaders. We'll see you next week. Thanks, y'all.